What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. On today's episode, we'll be breaking down everything that happened at the NBA draft and how it affects the Chicago Bulls' future. How are some fans going to be disappointed by what went down? How we can actually look forward to some things with Daylon Terry, even though he's a big question mark on how he's going to fit on this team. We'll get into all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So I guess like we got to start off just being honest, right? I know there was a collective across the nation of Bulls fans, the worldwide Bulls fans, a nationwide, huh? When it came to the Bulls drafting Daylon Terry. Now, Listen, I was live on it. Make sure you guys, you guys should have been there for the uh, the live draft show. We had a lot of fun on that draft show. Um, but with that being said, I think that was a collector. Just what is happening here when the Bulls selected Dalen Terry, especially considering EJ Liddell was on the board, Nikola Jovic was still on the board. There's still some. There were some players still on the board that the that the Bulls could have taken that had huge upside, right? And EJ Liddell isn't an upside pick. EJ Liddell is more of a ready to go right now pick, and that was, I think, a player that a lot of not just Bulls fan, but almost nationwide, a lot of people did think and assume that the Bulls were going to be drafting EJ Liddell, considering the improvements they needed on their bench, what he brings with with the athleticism, the activity, his versatility on playing, you know, some small ball four and really providing some mismatches there, and what that could have meant for the Bulls bench. Now, the Bulls didn't go that route. They actually went high upside route, and something that I said that I didn't honestly think the Bulls were going to go super, super high upside. And if they did, I had a list of players that weren't Dalen Terry on it. Now, Dalen Terry comes in as a 6'7", 195-pound. He's listed as a point guard slash shooting guard. But with his size, 7'1", wingspan, I do eventually, if he's able to put on some weight, he's going to be outsized if he tries to play the small forward right now by about 20 pounds by most um, NBA uh, small forwards. But if he's able to put on some weight, I can definitely see him being that, that defensive 3 and D wing for the Chicago Bulls. But the thing is here, and the question that a lot of p- people have now is that with the Bulls going high upside on this pick, going somebody who's actually listed as a point guard and does have some secondary playmaking ability, does that mean anything for Lonzo Ball? Now, a, uh, Eversley, who did have a press conference after the pick, he talked about the pick, talked about the left fact that Lonzo Ball is rehabbing down in L.A. So this is the first time we've gotten a considerable update when it comes to Lonzo Ball is that, you know, he's down there rehabbing. Things seem pretty good right now. They actually sent their uh, physical therapist down there to help to work with Lonzo Ball some as well. So hopefully that means we're going to be getting a considerable update with him before the start of the season. But of course, naturally, people have now questioned, what does that mean for the Chicago Bulls or for Lonzo Ball? I'm not going to say read into that too much, um, in my opinion. But one of the things with AK and Eversley, while I do understand the disappointment, if you guys were on the live, you would have seen my complete and utter shock and disappointment when the Bulls selected Daylon Terry and just not knowing what's going on. But, you know, as I've taken time now to do some research on Daylon Terry to, to see some tape, I'm going to play some highlights during this of him. The kid that just comes in as an athletic player that has a lot of potential defensively. He needs some to work on some things defensively with him, but that wingspan could make him a defensive stopper. He does has shown some ability to hit the three at a high clip, 36% last season. Um, now, he again, another player that hasn't played a lot of college basketball. He was on a very stacked team in which he didn't really, he wasn't featured by any means, so his stats are going to be a little bit misleading. Am I trying to talk myself into this pick, right? And I could understand that being the conversation. No, because I still it's still a question mark, right? I still don't know what Daylon Terry is going to do. He's going to make Summer League a must-watch because now I have to get some tape on him. I have to watch how he's going to play. 
We don't know if Marco's going to be down in Summer League. Iowa's already said he's going to play in Summer League. Get to see some of Dalen Terry to really get a better idea of his game because he's going to be played a lot in Summer League. Just be on the lookout. He's going to be played a lot. So using that to really get my judgment on him. But the way that he projects, let's talk about the projections there with Dalen Terry. Dalen Terry absolutely has so many of the intangibles that you can look at and say, while right now, it, he doesn't bring much to the Bulls' knee right now. Now, can he come in as an athletic player off the guard, play that Tony Bradley role so much, and maybe even be more effective at it? There's absolutely a chance of that. I will say this, though. Don't expect Daylon Terry to get heavy minutes in this first season, and that's why some of the Bulls fans are going to have even more questions when it comes to Daylon Terry because we thought that the Bulls were going to go something that could give us something right now. And then if there it was a potential pick, there's some bigger names out there that, that fell. Jalen Williams fell all the way into the second round. EJ Liddell fell to the 40, 40, 41st pick. So maybe maybe there's just some things that, as fans, we did not see that more front offices did pick up on. So, you know, there's absolutely a chance that there. But looking at Daylon Terry, like I said, looking at the way that he projects, I think he's going to eventually hopefully play, play small forward. And this, somebody did say in the live chat that maybe this is this could be the, the, the um, DeMar DeRozan um uh take over the DeMar DeRozan spot at when DeMar DeRozan leaves and you know use those next this season next season to really develop Dalen Terry and get him prepared to play NBA level and maybe even be a starter there's that and you hear about this kid's motor he has a motor he can go when you hear even about his attitude he was asked are you going to remember everybody that was selected before you he said I remember it now and then he even talked about there's going to be a redraft in 10 years and we'll see about it then and when asked if he if he went too low there's a lot of things there a lot of things there that make you try to believe in this kid. Like, we all want to see him develop, right? I think after when we remove the shock, we all still want, are going to want to see Dalen Terry perform. We're going to want to see him develop because he is now a Chicago Bull, which means he is now a member of this team. They did not trade the pick. They didn't make a move. A move is not coming, guys. Be aware of that. A move is not coming. I know there are going to be a lot of people where they're just going to move him in a deal. A move is not coming that is going to move Dalen Terry for anything substantial. Now, does that mean that the Bulls may still make a, a, a separate move in this? Yes, but either way, guess what? Dalen Terry is going to be a Chicago Bull. And so because of that, like I said, make Summer League a must-watch for me personally, and I'm going to continue to watch this kid's development. We came into this saying, in AK we trust, right? In Acme we trust. They saw something in this kid. They did their due diligence. We talked a lot about how much they're doing their research on players. And they saw something in this guy that they believe that he has a future for this team. I may not see that future. You may not see that future. And we have to we have to hold them accountable. If that future never comes to pass, then this is an L by AK and Eversley. But let's wait and see before we automatically label it an L. It's, it's definitely a surprising pick. But the kid's motor, his mindset, he wants to be a Chicago Bull. Let's see how this develops. And let's see if maybe we got another diamond in the rough. Maybe we didn't. Maybe we did, but we'll, we'll continue to see that. Now, also, the Bulls did make a signing of a two-way player, an undrafted uh, undrafted rookie in Justin Lewis. Now, this is a three-level scorer. He's only 6'6", but he's a small forward power forward. So the question is here, right? This, this When you look at a lot of his measurables, it kind of, it kind of puts you in the mindset of, a, um, of an EJ Liddell. Three-level score, more of a scoring threat. But sign him to a two-year deal. Does that mean that they that they see something in him that maybe they they think that they did get a di another diamond in the rough in Justin Lewis? Now, to to, to sign him to a two-year a, a two-way deal, I can honestly say I'm not really expecting much to come from that with Justin Lewis. But you never know. You never know. From Marquette, like I said, six six comes in as 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 having a very good scoring ability. 
putting him on a two-way deal. We're also going to get to see him in summer league. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see. 6'6 six, six slash 6'7. Six, uh, his averages last season in, in, in college were 16.8 point per game, eight, re, 8 rebounds per game, almost 2 assists per game, 1 steal per game, and uh, almost a block per game. That was his first time as a full-time starter in, in college. And so he did have a stat line of 40 40% uh, from the field, 34% from three, and 76% from the free throw range. So could he be a player that ends up coming in? Only 20 years old. He went undrafted. Could, could A.K. and Eversley have found another diamond in the rough there? It's absolutely possible. Undrafted prospects very rarely. Now, sometimes they do turn into something, but we'll see. Maybe A.K. and Eversley got lucky again, but that is the Bulls' draft night. Now, let me know down below what overall grade, and I'll put this in the community tab as well, do you give the Bulls on draft night? I expect this grade to be extremely, extremely low. But again, after looking at some tape, after doing some some more research, because Dayton Terry is one of the players in my, in my covering 28 prospects, Galen Terry was not one of those prospects. So uh, in doing some more research from that, watching a little bit more tape on him, I'm not saying that I'm convinced, right? I'm not bought in on this pick. I still, looking at it, I still don't see why he, they went with him over a player like even Nikola Jovic in that case, even if EJ Liddell wasn't going to be the pick there. But I am going to take a wait-and-see approach. I'm going to hold my, right now, I'm doubtful. But what I will say is that I'm going to hold my final grade until we see something on him, right? I'm, I'm pessimistic at best with it. I'm, I'm, I have questions, but those questions may very well be answered very early on if this kid comes in and shines right away. But as some, just to go over some other draft notes, EJ Liddell, he did get drafted 41st to the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, like me, a lot of Bulls fans are also holding out hope that maybe the Bulls were going to make a trade for, for a pick, buy a pick, do something that could have still gotten them EJ Liddell, especially considering how low he fell. You see other teams make deals around there. The Bulls did not. And that's what, what my next question is going to be. You, we already know EJ Liddell. I've talked about him heavily, so I'm not going to go into that. The Pelicans po possibly get a heck of a player to come off their bench right away when you look at Brandon Ingram, Zion coming back fully healthy. Uh, they have CJ McCollum there now. Like, what do they end up doing there? Um, but EJ Liddell can come in and play heavy minutes for them off the bench, backing up both Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson right away. But with that being said, a lot of, there was a lot of willing and dealing during this draft. A lot of them. The Pistons made a, a bunch of moves. Getting Jalen Duran and Ivy, like, really, really loading their team up. The Bulls did not make deals. They weren't as aggressive. And I know there are going to be some Bulls fans that are highly disappointed that we did not see the Bulls be more aggressive on that trade market. There have been talk, Kobe White's still a Chicago Bull, right? What does that mean? Do they move him now in free agency? Do they try to improve the team around it? What goes on with Kobe White? There are a lot of questions here that a lot of people did, and me included, think and thought that were going to be answered during the NBA draft. I had said it before. We're going to get a first taste of what AK and Eversley's plans are for the offseason at this NBA draft. And guess what? We did not get that. We did not really get that. We, we still have a tons of questions. Now, what I will say is that for every, anyone who thought all of our questions were going to be answered in the draft, that was never going to be the case, right? Yes, we still need, and, and Eversley addressed this in this post-game press conference. Yes, we still need size. Yes, we still need to do something to help back up and support Vooch a little bit better. But we know that their mindset is on that. How do they go about now doing that? We still have all of offseason. This was the first step in offseason. Now, now we move towards free agency. So let's not get too down on the fact that the Bulls didn't fill all the holes that we needed right now when free agency is right there. I've, I've always said too as well, to a degree, right? I did think they were going to answer some of the questions here, so I was wrong on that. But to a degree, I've always said that free agency, you, you don't necessarily want to answer needs in the draft unless a player's there that absolutely answers that. 
you want to go with veterans, right? Especially considering the Bulls are trying to compete. So maybe they went upside here with a player that they believe in in Dalen Terry, and they're going to try to fill in more veterans to fill the absolute needs that they have to really be a better playoff team and go further in the playoffs. So, you know, let me know your dis levels of disappointment down below. Just some draft notes as well. Like I said, the, the Pistons completely revamping their team over the last couple of days. You know, doing the doing the trade with Portland to send Jeremy Grant there, bringing in uh, uh, Duran and and everything that they did there. The Pistons are going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. Maybe not in the first year, but as that team develops, as that team comes together, be on the lookout in our division for that team to be the Kings' king, right? The Kings did the did the their kingly type thing, and it's weird seeing this that uh that how many picks of great players are picked after the Kings pick. So they in, in 2018, they drafted Mar Marvin Bagley, number three. Luka Doncic was number, I mean, at number two, Luka Doncic was his number three. They drafted uh, Terrence Robinson in 2012. Dane Lillard was drafted right after him at number six. They drafted Jimmer Fredette, and then Clay Thompson was drafted right after him. So it almost seems you always want to be the team picking after the Kings. The Kings are going to King. Uh, so with that being said, you know, missing out on Jaden Ivy Ivy because he was right there is a big question. But we'll see what what that develops into. Um, but yeah, there was a fun night on the draft. I will say there was a fun night going into everything, watching things. Kofi Coburn for all the Bulls fans who thought he was undrafted, he ended up getting signed by the Utah Jazz. Kai Soto went undrafted. I have a video on that later. Um, wild draft night overall. A lot of the a lot of the Eastern Conference teams did make moves. The Knicks nicked. Uh, they came in with the 11th overall pick, wound it up with no rookies coming into their team. So it seems like they're going to re-up Mitchell Robinson there. Just a lot of questions. And the Pistons, even after these draft picks, still going to have considerable cap space. Now, with all the all the young players that they have on the team, you know, even bringing in Kimball Walker, but then they're going to buy him out. What does that do, right? A lot of questions remain to be answered as we go into free agency. The Bulls were not as active as a lot of us thought they were going to be, but it kind of is what it is there. Let me know your thoughts, feelings down below. Who do you think was the winner in the NBA draft? Because it wasn't the Chicago Bulls. Now, at least not right now, but, you know, it was not the Chicago Bulls. And we'll see how things continue to go. Let me know your feelings, your thoughts, everything down below. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and or voicemail, the number to do so is 773-270-2799. Thank you for tuning in to Chicago Bulls Central. Like I like to end every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.